Hello, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage podcast. Every week we talk about what's going on with marriage in our lives. Hi, James. Retraction, retraction. Oh, what have you done? (laughs) Goodbye, horses. Last week there was a horsey fact that I flubbed. It was a flub fact. Oh, no. Was it the the thing about manes, how, how, like, a horse's mane goes, like, it's connected to the tail inside the body? It is. That's why they have that mane and tail shampoo for little girls who have that problem. (laughs) Um, But no, it was... uh, I accused you of being like handsome Hans, but Hans was not handsome. Hans was clever. It was clever Hans the horse. Now, that makes a lot more sense, because a horse that can do math, you're not going to comment on his looks, unless it's the Miss Teen USA pageant. Yes, and he's in the the little horse bikinis. Yes, with it. Oh, little... Oh, I, no, that just made me imagine a horse bikini covering up, like, because I assume horses have multiple nipples. Oh, and, so six tops? So, like, six tops on a mm-hmm. horse. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where they'd even be. Like, I assume, like, horse nipples are where they are in most mammals, like lower abdomen? I would think so. So, you'd yeah. mostly be seeing strap. You'd mostly be seeing and straps I think it would be, on a horse. It would be three tops, right? Because six... Yeah. Yeah. Six cups. Six cups, three tops. Yeah. And straps. A yeah, a nice thong. Yep. With a, with a hole for the tail. It would have to go around the tail. Yeah. That and, would be an important detail. And eyeshadow. On the tail? On the on the tail. Oh, okay. On each butt cheek, a little <laughs> eyeshadow? Yes. Into every cheek, a little shadow must fall. You know, MAC Cosmetics just released a line... You think I'm going to say a line of makeup for horses? Uh, no. I do, but I don't... Tim Cook is really off the rails at this point. <laughs> Mac Cosmetics just released released a line of Star Trek cosmetics. Really, for horses? For horses? Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know if a horse is. No, I was. I, can you believe I was about to say I don't know if a horse has ever appeared on an episode? Jean Luc needed his saddle. Horse. Well, you never saw a horse in that episode, but you saw a saddle. You saw a saddle. So who knows what he was using it for? For uh, no, Diana. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, he rides a horse in another episode, and then yes. Uh, all the, the, the makeup, the, the line of cosmetics from Mac, they're all, it's very original series. Oh, so it's like uh, Shatner Orange? It's, yeah, and like weird. They don't have like a green for the dancing green woman, but okay. everything's very frosted metallic. Oh, yeah. I see. Looks pretty good. Do they have one called the Shat in the Hat? Oh, God. What? I don't need, would that, would that be eyeshadow? Would it be like lip liner? What would the Shat in the Hat be? You'd poo in a hat and then you wave a tambourine and go, Mr. Tambourine Man. Mr. Tambourine Man. Mr. Tambourine Man! We're not even talking about Hans the Horse. Now, did Clever you make Hans. that mistake? Did you make clever. that mistake because you He's think a doctor. that I'm more handsome than I am clever? Because you were comparing me to the horse. Uh, I think you're more equine than anything else. Mm. All right. Well, I can do simple math. You are hung like a mathematician. <laughs> Thank you. What else is going on in your life, aside from mistakes? <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. I played some video games. I scratched my foot. That's what I'm doing right now, so that's top of mind. All right. Busy week for you. Mm-hmm. James, I have an important question for you. Yes. Fact or fancy? Oh, I hope it's fancy, but go on. I guess... Well, well let's find out. Uh, mm-hmm. This month marks the anniversary of an important... Uh, essay in uh, one magazine mm-hmm. one magazine was the first probably first ish that we know of a magazine for wait, homosexuals wait, so you're not saying this one magazine like no, no there's no. this one magazine over here and boy does it stink there's this one magazine it's mm-hmm. called one magazine 
Okay. O-N-E magazine. Like, One is the loneliest publication on the shelf. So in 1953, uh, the Mattachine Society started publishing this thing. Well, back up. Yeah. The the what? The Machete Man? Mis- the Mattachine Society. Okay. I forget what that name comes from. I think it's, oh gosh, it's some ancient Greek thing, I think. <laughs> I think, it's butt sex, right? Assume, the ancient Greek thing? Yeah, if it's gay, it's probably from ancient Greece. They invented it. Sure. Anyway, so um, they started publishing this newsletter. One of the first. Okay, so a gay society from Greece. A gay society, a greasy gay society, yep. started publishing this newsletter in the 1950s. One of mm-hmm. the first things they published was this essay uh, Homosexual marriage, fact or fancy? It's pretty fancy. It is pretty fancy. Uh, so, I mean, this is really forward thinking. It's 1953 and somebody's thinking like, hey, uh, should we get married at some mm-hmm. point? Well, what was the answer? He didn't know. Oh. Uh, he just, he or she, because we don't know, uh, weighed the pros and cons and, and raised some interesting points. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that they wrote was... And this uh, was in that one magazine. In that one magazine. Mm-hmm. That darn magazine. Imagine that the year were 2053, and homosexuality were accepted to the point of being of no importance. Mm-hmm. Now, is the deviate allowed to continue his pursuit of physical happiness without restraint as he attempts to do today? Or is he, in this utopia, subject to marriage laws? It is a pertinent question. For why should he be permitted perm- promiscuity, misspelled, when those heterosexuals who people the earth must be married to enjoy sexual intercourse? Mm-hmm. Some interesting things going on here. Sure. Um, I mean, uh, the thing that stands out the most is, oh, heterosexuals must be married to enjoy sexual intercourse? Well, without societal approbation. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm willing to accept that. Um, so I think what he's saying is, imagine in in the far future of 2053, mm. a day when no one gives a shit if you're gay or not. Yes. Imagine long, such a... Long after the eugenics wars. Yes, indeed. When the when the horses were fabulous. <laughs> uh, imagine such a time, if you will. The, the, the 21st century, and mm-hmm. being gay isn't that big a deal. Yep. So... Are gays expected to reserve their humpin' and bumpin' for the same circumstances uh, straight people are expected to reserve their humpin' and bumpin'? That is an interesting thing to have predicted in 1953. Mm-hmm. That that question would come up. It, it's funny to me that he did not predict that, oh, maybe the standards for heterosexuals would change rather than the standards for homosexuals. I think they probably would have seen more fixed, wouldn't they? They probably would have, yeah, especially at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1953, uh, well, this is probably nothing's ever going to change. Well, or perhaps n- not change as significantly. Like, even even if, uh, you know, this is a time when the very beginnings of civil rights stirrings were kicking up. They yeah. wouldn't really reach their, their full bloom for another 10, 15 years or so. Mm. But I could see that the norms of society changing might not have been on the radar. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there may, may be some, like, jazz age beatniks or, or, or something like that. But I can't really hold it against a guy in 1953 for not predicting uh, the sexual revolution. And exactly. 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 No one could have seen O Calcutta on the, on the horizon. Sure. No, and no one should see it. <laughs> uh, he also says... But actually, we have a greater freedom now, sub rosa as it may be, than do heterosexuals, and any change will be to lose some of it in return for respectability. Are we willing to make the trade? From the silence of the society on the subject, perhaps not. He's referring to this uh, Mattachine society there. So, great alliteration, and also great callback to that episode where Beverly falls in love with a candle. Really? What? 
Sub Rosa. You're right. That was the name of the episode. So if we want to talk oh, about boy. sexual approbation, having sex with a ghost candle and selling out your entire ship and crew That's right. this, in order for your for your ghost lover. Episode of Star Trek, just to be clear. Mm-hmm. And Beverly Crusher, there is a there is an he's Irish, right? Or something? Yep. He's it's like a Jane Eyre Irish ne'er do well <laughs> rake planet it's a it's, it's a jane eyre planet it's a jane eyre planet yeah no well, the whole thing is like the haunted moors of ireland and they, like they beam down and it's the most ridiculous like fiddle dee irish kind of planet like mm-hmm. you expect everyone to be eating lucky charms or something everything's green and emerald and everyone lives in cottages and everyone has a brogue and i think somebody's in a kilt and they've got like the little hat with the pom-pom on top but i maybe i don't know what that is you- I don't know. What, what is that? What is the that? hat is with that the pom pom? Is that a Tam O'Shanter? I think that's a, a Moogle. Oh. I think there are bagpipes in this episode. I'm pretty sure there are bagpipes. Well, there might be. By the end, uh, Beverly's serving full Scarlett O'Hara realness. She's like in a giant hoop skirt and bustle, and uh, she's swooning over. There's, there's a candle, you see. you got to understand, there's uh, this candle yeah. with a ghost in it, but yep. the ghost is an electromagnetic entity or yeah, something. it turns out he's like some super intelligent being that lives in candles. Yes, but if you blow the candle out, he is extinguished, right? No, I don't oh. think so, but that would be a good solution. I knew a girl in college who masturbated with a candle and a got lost in her do go on it was shaped like an egg and she was startled by a rustle at the door while she was doing it and she contracted what was russell doing there uh russell crow was gonna take her away yeah. um but he didn't want her when he found out that there was a candle stuck inside her because she went yikes and then it went and it vanished Oh my god, it's like a pneumatic tube. It's not like a pneumatic tube, but she did a little a little squeezing and a little pleasing. Oh, a bird came out her mouth. Wait, wait, wait. It wait, always wait. flies away. Wait, so she was walking around What? With an egg inside of her? Not for very long. So her roommate um, was offering advice and non-physical assistance to try to help her get it out. And then uh, they decided to turn to the roommate's mother, who used uh, a pair of tongs. Oh, was she experienced with eggs? <laughs> well, I mean, she, she menstruated. Uh, she, okay. Uh, she hadn't, like, hatched before. It was the chicken lady. She loves life. <laughs> tongs, you say, huh? That's pretty tongs. clever. Yeah. Tongs of Maine. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, if you went to an OBGYN, that's probably what they would have done. Uh, maybe not like kitchen tongs, but... Well, probably not. Yeah. Oh, God. D- she must have used those tongs afterwards, Oh, I'm right? sure, to make eggs. <laughs> They fried up the candle and they had themselves a Benedict. That's quite an image. When It was one of those uh, machines where you put a quarter in and then the little plastic chicken goes... Oh, I miss those. A little egg came out and it had a shitty plastic ring that hurt your finger. Yeah, I miss those so much. It's usually a spider. It's usually like Often a, a spider, yeah. plastic orange spider ring. And there was a little gap at the bottom of the ring and it yep. always pinched. Yep, mm-hmm. that little gap. Or the gap wasn't completely open yet, like it was. It had been formed, so it was sealed shut by a tiny little flap of plastic, and you had to snap sure. it if you wanted to fit it on. Well, it's known as the hymen. Oh. You got to snap it if you're going to fit it on. And you you could wear them on your toes if you wanted to be fancy. What? No, spider, yeah, spider toe. That toes. sounds so painful because mm. they already hurt the finger. You could only walk on sand with them, really. Mm. Yes. So when Sandra Bullock. Beach, Sandra Bullock. You would walk on Sandra Bullock. All over her. Yeah. She's terrified of feet and spiders. <laughs> so have we determined, is, is homosexual marriage fact or fancy? Well, I think it's a little of both. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, but getting back to the, the point at hand about the Sub Rosa, we didn't address that at all. We just talked about Beverly <laughs> fucking a candle. That's fine with me. Um, and then salad tongs. But uh, 
No, I mean, I think there is a thing that wasn't really discussed in the charge up to gay marriage, which was what are we maybe given up by being excluded from this thing that maybe isn't great? It was discussed ad nauseum in the eighties. Not on video game blogs. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? You should have brought it up. I, yeah. I don't think it's too late, James. You should bring it up next time you're reading about. We played Starbound last night, and mm-hmm. I'm really into this game. And so next time you're on the video game blogs, which I'm sure are all a Twitter about Starbound right now, <laughs> uh, bring up. And now, what are we giving up with homosexual marriage? Fact or fancy, ladies and gentlemen? Indeed. Uh, we have, uh, I don't know, we've, we've, we've lost some of the exciting, daring, um, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, the, the spirit of rimming that once defined the homosexuality. <laughs> the esprit de clair? I don't know what the French word for rectum is. Uh, the spirit of the back door? We already have the spirit of the staircase. We've talked about that ghost. That's not the Luftzul. No, no, no. The Luftzul is the wind that will kill you. What's the spirit of the staircase? Ah, uh, that is when you think of the perfect thing oh, to say right. as you're leaving. And this is different from salad days. Salad days is when you dump a bowl of salad on your head and uh, it's considered fashionable because you're so poor. Yeah, you used the term salad days to me at one point, and I thought it was something that you had made up because it sounded yeah. so funny. Like, what are salad days? Is it's it like your a salad festival? days. I guess it's a thing. I guess it's an actual saying that I've just never heard of. Your salad days. It's the days when you don't have any money, so you just cover yourself in salad and go, I'm Matthew the Salad and I'm here to say, I love Fruity Pebbles in a major way. I go over here cause I'm a gay. My marriage is fancy. No, no way. Let's rim. (laughs) Let's rim. (laughs) Okay. Over here with Tiny Tim, he can't get away. Let's rim, let's rim, let's rim little Tiny Tim. He's of age now. Listeners, you can't see this, but somehow all the lights went down and a spotlight appeared on James. And now people are throwing roses at him. Roses. Oh, they're sub-Rosa roses. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how to segue from that. And one of them, the stem went right in my butthole. Somebody (laughs) stemmed the rose. (laughs) Is that what that saying means? It does. It's when you're on stage and you're mooning the audience during your standing ovation. Yeah. And they're flinging roses at you like darts. Yep. Stem first. And whoever gets it in the hole gets a prize. Exactly. Exactly. And why why do you moon an audience during your standing ovation? That is uh, the French way to um, show your appreciation. Okay. Once again, I don't know how to transition from that to Australia. It's known as the Grand Derriere. Okay, that's what you've got. I've got a grand derriere. Voila! <laughs> that's what you say. You say, voila, grand derriere, esprit de staircase. Escalier. Escalier derriere. It's the ass of the staircase. The ass of the staircase. That's, that's me. That's you. That's your show. That's me, baby. James Morris is the ass of the staircase. Come stem the rose every Thursday at nine. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get plebiscite in Australia in February. That's soon. Also, a lot of consonants there. I guess. Plebiscite February. February in Australia. So this is a little later, actually, than uh, Turnbull said that we would be having one. But it looks like, I say we, or we're not going to get to vote. Okay. But everyone in Australia will or else. What? Voting is mandatory. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Uh, there will be fines if you do not vote okay. on gay marriage. Um, okay. The uh, Australian Christian League mm-hmm. uh, wants to be able to run ads, but in order to run the ads that they want to run, they're going to have to ask the Association of National Broadcasters to suspend their code of ethics. Yep. 
because they want to run ads that vilify pe- people or a community based on sexual preference, uh, which is prohibited by the Code of Ethics. Ah, okay. So, <laughs> so they say they are petitioning to vilify. They're petitioning to vilify. Okay. Yes, a p- person or community. Okay. Are they led by Maleficent? <laughs> Probably. Let's say it might be a little hot wearing that hat in Australia, but could be. It's winter there now. Oh, you're right. Yeah, of it's a perfect it's a, time it's for a that. Winter hat. Maleficent. Yeah, although it'll be summer, getting into spring. No, it'll be summer during the plebiscite itself. I guess. So I guess. everybody will be so hot and bothered. They'll be like, ooh, I just can't wait to see some derriere. Now, most Australians are in favor of marriage equality. Mm-hmm. A few are not, including Tasmanian Senator Eric Abbotts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, lots of homosexuals don't want to get married. Dolce and Gabbana never got married. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That is the most compelling argument I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. Love it so much. Yeah. So is that why, James, is that one of the reasons that you decided not to get married? I will not get married until Dolce and Gabbana do. We're, we're, we're waiting. Mm-hmm. Just like, who was it? Was it Jennifer Aniston? Brad Pitt? It was Brad so Pitt and someone. Some, I think gonna get Angelina Jolie. That sounds But right. then they did get married. Yes. Said they weren't going to get married until the gays could. Yeah. And then they did? Did they wait? I don't know. I, I think they... I don't know. I don't they found love in magazine. a ho- hopeless place. No. I almost said in a hobbit place. In a hobbit place? Yeah, they sure oh. did. They went to the Shire and they were like, oh, we can't resist. We just gotta, uh, we gotta hit it here okay. in the Shire. They're very tall, oh, though, aren't Show they? me your hobbit hole. Oh, I, oh, the greatest adventure of all is your butt. This is a very butt-focused episode. Every episode is butt-focused. The people just don't know that your ass is out. Uh, it's not. It's not. I was. Shh, I can see it. I was undressed before, but now I have some clothing on. A little bit. Not much. Uh, so next, we've got the news from Nom. Okay. They uh, not Nom Nom Boris, the food blogger. No, we love Nom Nom Boris, the food blogger. He's yes. fantastic. He's very tall. He is. Mm. Uh, and Russian. He's a tall Russian. Is that mm-hmm. a drink? No, a white Russian. Anyway, he's, so he's that too. He's a he's a tall white Russian, mm-hmm. and I like moisture. That's a line from Master of Disguise. <laughs> it sure is great movie. Gammy nom noms. <clears throat> uh, don't oh gammy nom nom. Oh, perfect. Yes. Okay. Perfect. How? How is that perfect? <laughs> what is that perfect for? James, what have you perfected? I'm Esprit Daddier, and I'm here to say the marriage is coming up, oh so gay. So, um, Nam has attracted a few more donors. You remember last week they called their members pathetic. Pathetic! Poor unfortunate souls. Yes. They uh, called their membership pathetic because pathetic. they hadn't donated enough money. Uh-huh. Uh, since then, they picked up uh, 200 more donors. Okay. So that's something. They need 404 donors a week for the next two weeks in order to meet their fundraising goals. Okay. Probably not gonna happen. What do they intend to do with those funds? Oh, I'm glad you've asked. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Nam says they need to develop tools to educate and engage Americans at the grassroots level. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure what they're going to, like, tools, develop tools to educate and engage. Does that mean, like, flyers or signs? Like, what are those tools? I don't know what they've got up their sleeve. It's a leather man. Oh, but they... It's a tool everyone should have. He's got no fleshy substance. That's a Barbarella reference that no one's going to get, Matthew. You are making very obscure references. I refute that statement. I do not accept, I will not stipulate to your premise... Oh. Uh, and I have evidence to the contrary that I will present in my uh, concluding arguments. Oh, fancy feast. Mm. I don't know why. <laughs> That's me. I'm on a flight of fancy feast. 
Ding, ding. <laughs> Matthew, what if like a wine tasting, yeah. we can do a flight of wines, you do a flight of fancy feast, uh-huh. and it's just a I bunch. Do? You do. It's a bunch of crystal goblets in each one, because it comes in many flavors, and each one has a different dollop of fancy feast uh-huh. in it, and you have to get down on all fours and go, what? meow, meow. Meow, Heathcliff, Heathcliff, no one should terrify the neighborhood. And then, and then you kind of nuzzle the goblet with your nose and give it a sniff. Am I wearing like a cat outfit for this? No, 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 no. You're completely nude. Oh, like uh, a cat. Completely so nude, I am like, a like a cat. You're dressed like a cat. Yes, uh, except you have a little bow tie. You're one of those bow tie cats. Oh. Uh, and a Hitler mustache because you're what? one of you're one of those Hitler mustache bow tie cats. Okay. And you're kind so of just like nuzzling. Hitler dressed up for a fancy occasion, but only part, he only got part of the way, and then he gave up. And then he why just, did he do the bow tie first? Because that—that's what he needs to get in the headspace of a fancy cat. Okay, the bow tie gets Hitler in the headspace of a cat of a fancy cat. Fancy cat. Yeah, and then you, you go from goblet to goblet, having a little lick, and people look at your uh, anal gland, and they can tell what the best feast was, what the fanciest of the feasts. Do I declare a winner at some point? You declare war uh, by annexing oh, Poland. Oh, God! Uh, you, you take over the Rhineland, and it's all downhill from there. It, sure. I, it probably would be. Wouldn't people be a little suspicious of a cat? People should always be a little suspicious of a cat, especially when it's puttering around the Rhineland. <laughs> sure. Uh, nude. Anyway... <laughs> Cats are always nude. You're being weird. <laughs> So nominate to develop tools and educate uh-huh. and engage Americans at the grassroots level. That's bullet point number one. They also need to defeat Republican legislators who refuse to protect supporters of marriage from governmental discrimination against them. Mm-hmm. So that's the Kim Davises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, course. of course. And they need to stop President Obama's attempt to impose his dangerous transgender policy on the nation's public school children. Okay, what is... I, I'm unfamiliar with his dangerous policy. What is his dangerous Obama's policy? Obama's dangerous transgender policy. I guess everyone just needs to be transgender from now on. That's his policy. No, well, what, no, what are, what are they actually it's, talking it's, about? It's the bathrooms again. The bathrooms, those stinky, stinky bathrooms. Yeah, National Organization for Marriage and Bathrooms. They can't stay out of the bathrooms. Well, so why don't they change their name then to the National Organizations for, uh, ooh, uh, the National Organization of Marriage, Bathrooms, Liberty, and All. Does that acronym to something? Nombla. Oh! Why don't they change their name to Nambla? If they're perfect. so into bathrooms, why don't they become the National Organization of Marriage, Bathrooms, Liberty, and All? Perfect. That... Nambla. James, that is even more perfect than the last thing you perfected, which I don't even remember what it was. It was, it was something about Nom Nom Boris. I thought it was the derriere. The derriere? Did you perfect a derriere? I've got I the perfect have. derriere. You do. I don't. You do. I am a fan. Mm-hmm. It's like some pita bread in a plastic bag. Good grief. That is the worst way I've ever heard someone describe their body. <laughs> and I once called myself as being, as looking like a seven-year-old Spock. <laughs> when did you say that? Many years ago. Were you seven? I was seven. Oh. No, no, I, it, it, I it was not very fond of my body. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said I looked like Spock, only seven years old. <laughs> I don't know why I thought... Why are you body shaming Spock? I don't know. Vulcans have I a different know. standard. That was the first thing that came to mind. When I said that, our friend mm-hmm. Chris, who I was talking to, who has come up on this podcast before. Has he? He has. Wait, we why? mentioned him. I can't yeah. remember. I think it was... It might have been something about paper? <laughs> Because he did some work involving paper. Uh, he, packaging. Like, you know, like industrial packaging and paper and design and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember why he came up. 
But he did. And anyway, I said that I looked like Spock to him. And he gave me a look that, I don't know. It was illogical? It was illogical. He gave me a look like Spock would give someone. Hmm. So maybe he is the real Spock. We've solved the mystery. Of of, who's the real Spock? The search for Spock has been concluded. And we have found him. (laughs) I'll tell you what else I found. I'm ready to present my, my closing arguments. Please do. All right, you're ugly, too. Uh, good. Yeah, I uh, want a second opinion. Wait, <laughs> what? I love you. Uh, so, Activism and Wit writes a reviewer on the iTunes store. Is that about Judith Light? Activism and Wit. Activism is important, but it's rarely covered with the wit and intelligence of Messrs. Baum and Morris. There's no bluster. There's some bluster. There was just a bit of bluster. The banter it's is from charming. from my day. Oh, just as you say, the banter is charming. I talk about a windy derriere. And it's especially lovely to listen whilst playing Candy Crush at Liza's house. Well, that is the perfect scenario. It is. That actually sounds pretty great. Cheers, Bill from JudyCast. Oh, the wonderful Bill from JudyCast. Hooray! Thank you for the lovely review. Uh, I hope you're enjoying Candy Crush at Liza's house and that she's not tromping around crushing all the candy underfoot. Unable to turn off a lamp. Uh, people should listen to JudyCast. It's an unmitigated delight, and Bill is an unmitigated delight. Potato words. I can do words on the show that's about words. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you are enjoying the show as much as Bill, you can be like Bill by leaving us a review on the iTunes store. Or you can let me know your thoughts on the episode. You can tweet at me, at Matt Baum, on Twitter. You can also get my book, Defining Marriage. That's on the Amazon store, a paperback, and an audiobook, and um, what's the other format? Ebook. Ebook. That's the other one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's about it for, for me. What about you, James? Shame. By the power vested in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Bravo!